Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Jace Beller and the Must Die. This is episode number five, I think. Episode five? Yeah, I want to well, say we it's five. Yeah, he died off screen. Congratulations. We did yeah. it. Episode one. <laughs> yeah. He's been dead for a while. You're going to get there, and he's just going to be laying on the floor with a knife in him, and you're going to be like, well, good. <laughs> Problem <laughs> Mission solved. accomplished. <laughs> Problem solved. So uh, we are we are absent our, uh, our Minotaur today, so uh, if you need to get in a fight with a giant... Maybe save it for for Porgor. Tank guys, buckle up. <laughs> yeah. So today's today's episode today's episode is brought to you by uh, Tack and the Nervous Brigade. Uh, <laughs> so this this should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Masood is uh, is absent this week, but uh, we'll be back next time. Uh, so it's just going to be the three of y'all getting into trouble today. But it's been a little while. I want to get caught up. Everybody was like doing stuff, running around, doing doing things. How was uh how was your how was your convention, everyone? But go go ahead. Let's start with uh hmm, Carlos. What did you get up to? How was how was things for you? No, I was telling people that you were doing something. There was a reason that we were away last time, but maybe I was lying. Help me help me remember. Was I doing something? Yeah. Was there something you were doing last week that you were like? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Uh, I did. Um, I guess I had like a mental health weekend that was nice where I just like cleaned my apartment, took care of myself, watched like Game of Thrones season two. Oh, so you were attending uh, Carlos Con 2019. Yeah, Perfect. Carlos okay, Con. good. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. That's all I did. I didn't do much. I was just like got caught up on a bunch of, I started going to the gym. So that's really fun. So I'm like sore all the time, but <laughs> that doesn't sound fun at all. I think you're lying. Yeah, it's not. But I feel like I have a body now. Like I'm like, oh, there you are, legs. I is there you in a while. is there some kind of reverse version of that where you can go somewhere and not have a body for a while? Where they just take your brain? Can is that a thing? Can we have that yeah, instead? It's, yeah, it's called drugs, dude. Like LSD. <laughs> Good. I was gonna LSD say it's is phenomenal. Good. Excellent. Okay, cool. Good. Don't do drugs, kids. No, cats. <laughs> so next next episode, we can be like, Carlos, what did you do? You'll be like, I went to the gym. I feel great. And I can be like, cool, I did a shit ton of mescaline. And uh, I think I'm made out of solid gold now. So that's fun. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so don't mind. So don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't mind me. It's fine. I have <laughs> cosmic super awareness. But uh, yeah, that's fine. That sounds really great. Like just hanging yeah. out and cleaning your house and taking some taking some relaxing time. Yeah, that's all I did. I didn't do much. I walked around. I uh, I so I like I'm a house cat, so I rarely leave. I work from home, and like it's hard for me to leave my house. So I just spent the weekend well, the walking around. Weather. The Chicago weather's been yeah. so bad. Oh, you it's been you can't do left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My the thing. <laughs> it's so weird because like my car wouldn't start, so uh, I just haven't fixed it it's just yeah. in my parking lot right now and i just i don't drive now so i'll well i'll lift or uber or whatever but mm. yeah so i'm kind of just like caging myself very slowly into my apartment <laughs> but your apartment is clean and nice yeah. so it's okay it's an okay place it's to clean. be to be caged into that sounds great that sounds really good I need to make some time for that, for like just attending to being a person. I'm so busy all the time, like running around doing things. It's very easy to forget. Spend your downtime on relaxing, everybody. That's how you get your stats back. Yeah. And like, don't schedule. So this is something that like I mess up all the time. If I give anyone advice, uh, it's so I'm a workaholic. I I have to have something on my plate at all times. Same. Uh, Big same. 
Yeah. And what I'll, and I think I'm smart and I'll be like, Oh, I'll schedule time to do this to like clean my apartment or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's not relaxing either. No, you know what I mean? Like I need, I need to get, you have to schedule. I want to be bored time. Here's what I did. Here's what I did to solve that problem, Carlos. It might help for you. You buy yourself one of those big red flashing lights and you get an air horn and you hook them up to a timer. And every day at the same time, the relaxation alarm goes off and it just fills your house with loud noises and bright lights to remind you it is time to relax. You get about 30 seconds of relaxation alarm time and then you get back to work. And it really, it really helps. Two minute hate. (laughs) Yeah, it really helps turn you into a horrific nervous ruin. Uh, I find it's been, it's been very helpful for me. So that might Uh, schedule some board time, schedule some time to be bored. Uh, Yeah, I have, I have lost in the last four years or so. I've lost the ability to be bored. I like, I forget what it feels like. And when I'm not actively doing something, I'm like, wait, something is wrong. Like, I feel like I have like weird phantom productivity syndrome where I'm like, I have to be working. I have to to create stuff, but no, it's good to just waste your time sometimes. I agree. 110%. Yeah. I mean, that's all I do. So I would say, yeah, Kate, Katie, have you wasted your time in any fun ways lately? What have you been up to? <laughs> uh, I, I went to Emerald City Comic Con this weekend. Nice. How was it? What that means we were in the same state for like an hour, Adam. We yeah. Were, <laughs> we were ships in the. Distance. I walked. I walked by the. I walked Just by the so the front so of the convention. I like walked around the outside of it one one day, but I did not go wow. in. Yeah, I think yeah, that so. means that we were 300 feet apart and mm-hmm. we just never knew it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Saddest story on the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it was really good. It's honestly my favorite I've ever been to, I think. The, the hallways are spacious and that's all it takes to be my favorite convention. So, yeah, Emerald, yeah, Emerald City takes place in the same convention space as PAX, but for some reason doesn't feel like the horrific sardine can nightmare that PAX does. Yeah. Uh, there's Yeah, there's something to it. I don't know if they just arrange the booths different or they don't have as many people um, like trying to jam as many booths into one space. But yeah, it definitely feels a little less like you're being crushed to death. So that's nice. Yeah. So I really enjoyed not being crushed to death and then also meeting a ton of weird nerds uh, and being weird nerds with them. So overall, yeah, and you were you were at a you were at a booth, right? So you had people coming yes. to you? Yeah. Yes, I was working a booth for my first time. I was a hashtag booth babe, 2K19. Nice. <laughs> um, so that was, that was very good, very fun. But it, but it was for, for some D&D products. So it was, I was able to meet only exclusively people who, because they'd come over and they'd pick up their product and they'd be like, what is this for? And I'd be like, Dungeons and Dragons. And they'd be like, cool. And then, <laughs> And then they'd walk away because they'd have no idea. Yeah. So it was, like, it was, that's fun. Bye. Bye. That's that critical role thing, right? That this, that's what those guys do. <laughs> oh, my God. So much critical role crossplay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mind. Yeah. I have, a, I have a complicated relationship with critical role cosplay because one of the cast members made a character that looks like me. And now I just have their name yelled at me at conventions. So that's fun. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, uh, that it actually. As I was as I was walking by the outside of Emerald City, somebody shouted Caduceus at me, and I was like, "No, nope, just it's just me, just Adam, just fine, <laughs> just dressed like myself as I have for many years now." It's it's just a man, just, just trying to live my damn life. <laughs> that's fine. That's cool. You know what? That's fine. If I if I if I live my life looking like a character from a fantasy role playing game, I think that's fine. I think I'm doing okay. 
Yeah. I I, I really like I really like working in the booth. I get anxious if I'm I'm not like anchored somewhere to con. So I, I feel yeah, you on the like yeah. you just get to hang out and people will come to you and look at stuff and you get to hang out and talk to them. Like yeah, that. that was really nice. I'm I was very used to being a, a regular con goer who was like finding a wall to sit on for five minutes, mm. <laughs> breathe heavy in a co- crowded corridor before mm. heading back out. So a booth, a booth home. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel that. So you've, you, is this the beginning of like a, a long, exciting journey of going to many cons and doing booth stuff? Yeah. yeah I think so. <laughs> C2E2 this weekend. Talk about a turnaround. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> baby. If you if you're coming to C2E2, uh, find me and I will I will give you things. I'm going to C2E2. Where can I find you? I will give you three things. I don't know what booth <laughs> I'm gonna be at. <laughs> but, cool. Uh, 10, 10 30 in the in the in the comedy in the Cards Community comedy room. I will be doing D D with puppets. That's nice. right. And it's gonna be Absolutely wild. Yeah. The puppets have been made. The inflatable dice have been inflated. It's it's gonna I'll bring I'll bring one to show you guys after break. It's very large. If I wasn't um, already yeah. following you on Twitter, I would go and follow you again just speak so make sure I get to see these puppets because if you don't <laughs> post photos of them, I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah. And by which I mean unfollow you and then follow you again. <laughs> okay. Okay. I You know you know I've the circumstances now, so you better I've do written it. one thing down and it's Carlos Khan. And now <laughs> underneath it I will write Puppet photos. Puppet photos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how you that's how you know you're playing a role-playing game is when you look at your notes later and you're like, what do any of these mean? I don't know. Like, I don't say like because so so TK, you're a you're a inveterate note taker. Your notes are I've seen them and they're good. I don't know if you have this same problem, but I definitely will go back and look at my old dungeon mastering notes and be like, why did I write any of this? Like these are just disconnected statements about nothing. I just, so um my so my um player notes are great yeah. my uh my dm notes for like um tales from the mist are just uh first shift c and v second shift m and v third shift b and i so it's the kind of stuff that if if like a protagonist in a, a cosmic horror story were to find it, there'd be like violin stabs in the soundtrack as they yeah. look over your frantic scribblings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ghost sitting on chest? Question mark. <laughs> uh, seeds XXX. Good. Child blob uh, dark cave. <laughs> I actually played a dwarf I named Blob Dark Cave once. So, <laughs> yeah, I think you're just you're you're it's that's your time for the cameo for Blob Dark Cave. <laughs> you go. Uh, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Confirmed guest. <laughs> I feel like a character like that might be a little off tone for your campaign, though. A character well, named Blob I, Dark Cave. I can 100 percent fit that in like I'm ready. don't worry I can if you ever need me I'm yeah. ready <laughs> the, the upcoming episode for this Friday is 100% inspired by one of my favorite 80s movies which was the remake of The Blob nice oh, put me man. in coach nice <laughs> nice The Blob Dark Cave do you have so do you have conversations with your players about because you're running uh, like a horror game basically um, do you have conversations with your players about like 
tonal stuff like that? Like, hey, this is supposed to be kind of a scary game and not a silly one, or do you just kind of let them run wild and try to corral them with with the narrative? Um, no, we had we had several uh, similar toned session zeros. We had mm-hmm. a few side stories that were similar in tone, and before each of the session zeros, I'd be like, these are the things that I would like to focus on. For this session zero, tell me after like what you liked, what you didn't like and stuff. And that helped set the tone for the main show. Mm-hmm. But also we have pre-show chat where we review, we, we typically review our safety systems, um, which are the XNO system uh, mm-hmm. that was taught to me by Kiana Shaw. Um, and then... In the and then we have a cool down where we talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and things like that. And I will regularly prompt them uh, during the show to ask them how they're yeah. feeling or how things are going and things like that. Uh, we also have guest kit packets, so oh, they have so our guests have an idea of what to expect. Um, that includes like hard limits. Like one of my big hard limits whenever I DM is that I don't want to kill a kid on camera. Right. <laughs> it's a horror mm. game. I don't want to kill kid. I'm having fun. I'm having a nice time. And my nice time doesn't include killing kid on camera. Make me kill a child. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, don't make me kill a child. Don't, don't try to kill a child in front of me because that's going to be, that dark powers check is going to be at like 100%. <laughs> right. <laughs> kill the kid. Yeah. So it is like, congratulations, you're a dark lord. Like, there have been dark lords made for way, way lesser sin. I feel like in Ravenloft, yeah, you can, if you like just don't tip very much, if you're like a 7% tipper, that's a one-way yeah. ticket to Dark Lordian yeah. path. Like you <laughs> and, can. And somebody, somebody on, in the chat said off camera, yes, they could find like a kid off camera like that has died, but I'm not going to like describe it in detail hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we don't do that. We don't do like sexual assault or anything. Well, so. that that kind of stuff, and I think it's it's yeah, it's so super important. And it you can make you can make it like way more interesting and scary if you know where those limits are, so people don't have to feel like uncertain because then they know oh, like absolutely. what's okay. Yeah. Well, and when I know my cast limits, they feel as though they can trust me, and then I can manipulate them. I was about to say I like your <laughs> phrasing of that. They feel like they can trust me, not just the simpler phrase, they can trust me. Trust. Where, yeah, <laughs> when I know where the where the the wall is, I can lean close to them in the car and be like, "Hey." <laughs> I'm not touching. You. <laughs> right. I love I love that's a great it's a great uh, uh dialectic for you between like in your game, you don't uh, you don't want to have kids get get hurt, but in this game, you play a toddler with a knife. So that's that's nice that you can explore <laughs> yeah. the various facets of baby yeah. related violence. Yeah. I have a very strict um, no punishing my characters for like heroic deeds rule mm-hmm. too. A, a couple of people were like not disappointed, but like surprised. I guess um, when we when we went ahead and did our guest change, two of the guests had like left the party to like lead these jackal, wear jackals away from the party and like save them and stuff. That was supposed to be their like canon exit from the story. Mm-hmm. But the party decided as a group to rescue them from almost, almost certain get death. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because you did that, I am now re- without telling them that, I chose as a DM to reintegrate these NPCs back into the party as PCs and allow the party chances to save them without like making them watch it like 
just like, oh, we choose to go save our friends, but now we have to watch them in narrative get killed in front of us. Because mm. that felt too much like punishing them for doing something heroic. So I allowed them the chance to save them and the dice allowed it. So, and people were like, well, you should have just killed them if you made it like a, if you were going to threaten them with death, you should have just gone through with it. I'm like, and who would have had fun? Yeah. Who would have liked that? Yeah. I, no. The reason the reason that I wanted to ask and, and dig into it is because I think that a lot of the time, like GMs don't really get an opportunity to talk about this stuff. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're not invited to to share this stuff. And I think I've I've watched a bunch of the stuff that you've that you've done on that show particularly. And I'm interested in the idea of like horror and role playing because it's been something that's been challenging to me. And I wanted honestly, I'm just like, yes, share share your secrets with me, TK. Tell me <laughs> tell me about the cool things you're doing because I think you're you're making it work in a really interesting way. Oh, that's nice. I've only been DMing for a year, so yeah, it's, a, it's not the amount of time you do it. Yeah. All, all that time gives you <laughs> is the ability to become entrenched in your habits. Yeah, people who think that you have to play for a thousand years before you're any good, no, you can be excellent the very first session that you GM. Uh, oh. I think lots of new GMs prove that. Uh, I wasn't, but but yeah, you you definitely can, especially if you're you're. In my opinion, if your main priority is playing a game, a fun game with your friends, and remembering that like you are still trying to be friends after this. Yeah, which the Dungeon Master's Guide does not tell you any of that. Yeah, it's like, not. Please. <laughs> I did not endeavor to stay friends. Yeah, I did not learn that until much, much later. I, I learned from the advanced Dungeons and Dragons school of you are a god and your players are here to worship at the altar of your gloriousness. Oh, yes. So it's been and unlearning that for me. Revamping those classic <laughs> adventures 100% has been like, wow. <laughs> yeah, right. Why though? I do, I do think, and and I think we should we should actually like play the game rather than just talking about it. Though I could probably just talk about it for three hours. Um, is this been a talk show? I will say, I will say that if you haven't this, and this goes for anybody, whether they're a player or a DM or whatever, if you haven't read the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Master's Guide, it is it is a whole thing. Like it's definitely worth it just for the Gygaxian prose because Gary has a way of writing when he is addressing dungeon masters that is. It's something else. It's something special. I went back and, and read it again for a, a project that I'm working on. And I was just like, there's no wonder that so many GMs think that they're just like the greatest shit to walk the earth yeah. because that's what we were told. Yeah. In the 80s. That, yeah I always the- wondered about that. Like, I, I, I haven't read that, but, yeah. you know, and I learned from a friend and, mm-hmm. you know, then picked up on stuff. So, and I have like an improv background. So it was very surprising to me when I started getting into the community and I would see like these hot takes that people would have. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, this is the normal for a lot of people. Like yeah. it yeah. blew my mind. Adversarial. Absolutely. I have an yeah. interactive storytelling background in SEA. So a lot of it is... Um, standing up on, well, not even, I don't stand on the stage. A lot of storytellers do, but I get in the audience and walk between people. I'm like, and what do you think happened next? And then they tell me, and then I weave it into the stories. So it was very strange to like come in. I had to teach myself kind of more how to dungeon master. Um, though I did watch a ton of web DM, so yeah. not sponsored, but also. <laughs> I love, I love that idea too, that in, in role-playing games, a lot of time you have that happen where you're like, you describe something as the DM and you're like, you say to a player, okay, what do you think happens next? And they're like, well, I do this really great, amazing thing. And then the dice are like, no, actually you don't. You fall on your face, <laughs> you loser. <laughs> <laughs> next. I love it. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's I think that's what that's what keeps it interesting, right? Is that the dice sometimes have their own story to tell, and we are yeah. just there to try to uh, follow along. Though, if they do describe a very awesome thing, I'll be like, okay, advantage or something. Like, yeah. I'll let you use your inspiration for advantage. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Be like, man, that was a good speech. I'm convinced. <laughs> Sorry for those two twos you wrote rolled, but yeah, right. Like you, you said that great, but the dice don't care. Um, so last time we, we ended on a little bit of, uh, Carlos con for everybody. Uh, you all had an opportunity to, uh, pursue some downtime, uh, for your characters, uh, make some money, lose some money, do some research. Uh, and, um, and the reason that everybody was doing that was to kind of lay low, right? Take the heat off of, uh, off of host in the shell, which is currently in a, uh, an Orzhov neighborhood, uh, trying to operate like a legitimate business. Uh, and so with the group of you kind of spreading out and doing your own thing for, for a week, uh, it allowed the, the pressure that was put on that place by these mysterious uh, blue armband goons that uh, attacked you uh, last time to kind of back off a little bit. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's safe to return uh, to, your, to your hideout. Uh, and I think that's probably where we, that's probably where we'll, we'll begin. Um, the three of you are, uh, you're in the secret special karaoke room, uh, and, uh, you've all kind of returned, uh, to, uh, to this place to await your, your orders. Uh, I think probably Torgor is still caught up in Rakdos business. Um, I think Torgor is in the, in the midst of, there's a performance or something that, that, uh, he's preparing for, uh, and so was unable to, to return. Um, but you've been, you've been told through various channels that you'll be getting, uh, information about your, your next mission, uh, the follow-up on the packet of, uh, of data that you gave to, uh, gave to the Rose last time. So she's been able to take a look at that list and figure out what to do with it. Um, but when you, uh, when we, when we, Fade back in uh, on everybody. Uh, what's what's everyone's kind of general attitude? Is this a a cheerful reunion? Are people tense? Um, <laughs> how much have you shared of what you've been up to with everybody else? Uh, help me help me set the scene as we we kind of fade back in. Um, I think Winnegar is uh, super recharged and he's a total chatty Kathy, mm-hmm. and he walks in. And he's just talking about what he's done and whether or not it is important or relevant or just think, oh, and then I saw this bird and he was eating a really big bagel. And like, I was like, oh, how, how, how can it sound like a bird that's as big as a bagel just eat it? It's like me eating a cow. Anyways, oh, check it out. They got new songs on the jukebox. And he's just like wandering around, like talking like nonsense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is anybody listening to Winnegar or is, or is he just talking into the empty room? Rhoda's probably listening. She's like in a full up, like famous person trying not to be seen by the paparazzi. Like, very nice. so you, you come in with the big sunglasses and like. Audrey yes. Hepburn scarf. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. Trench coat um, and Rhoda- collar up. And it's probably like ordered a set of like cakes already for each person. Is that um, un- is that unusual? Uh, this this level of uh, of paranoia from from road or uh, or is that uh, is that a regular occurrence? <laughs> yeah, pretty regular. Um, yeah, that's a pretty regular occurrence. I okay. think that she's very skittish about things like that, um, just in general. Uh, and so yeah, she definitely like took 
like four hours getting to this one space specifically just because she was so paranoid that she was being watched. So she's probably just like a little bit tired. Tea cakes for everyone. Mm, uh, uh-huh. It has all been <laughs> meticulously placed out on the karaoke counter. Um, Rhoda's probably unplugged to the, the karaoke machine in whatever way that she can in hopes that it takes some, an extra 20 minutes to set it up because that means an extra 20 minutes of peace. Ah, yeah. Right. So, so, so Winnegar, yeah, you noticed that, yeah, there's, there's been some additions made, but there is a, uh, the, the normal, like Jacob's ladder, cause it's an, is it karaoke machine? So obviously there's all kinds of unnecessary dials and brass pipes and what have you. Uh, but it is currently in an inert state. Oh, um, uh, let's see. Uh, I just, it's not, it's definitely plugged in. Uh, do I crank this? What is, uh, there's like, there was a crystal last time, right? Or no, there wasn't. I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> anyways, it, it, it goes like, first I was afraid, I was petrified. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, Road, your sabotage seems to have no effect on Winnegar's uh, excitement. And uh, and good uh, good natured behavior, which is great, given that it's the sort of perpetual gloom uh, outside. Uh, Tack, what I was going to say, what are you doing? But let's start with, what are you eating? <laughs> like, I'm not paying for cakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tack is like, okay. So I know that Carlos brought this up last time when Tack was having a fight with their mom. That it's like every sleepover you have when you're a teenager, yeah. <laughs> much like the day after that sleepover, we pretend nothing happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then you don't know like what the rules are with food. Yeah. Like, can I go through the fridge? It's not my <laughs> fridge. Like, what yeah. am I doing? I just want yeah. water. Maybe I should. Oh, yeah. I want orange juice, but I should just get water. I guess. right because orange yeah. juice doesn't come out of the tap, and that's that's it's <laughs> yeah. free. Water's free. <laughs> yeah. So like every, I imagine every interaction with tech after has been like this sort of like I don't know what will they break next vibe, yeah. <laughs> and so tech has been like. I imagine Tack like made like glares as they <laughs> grabbed other people's tea cakes to eat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're you're stuffing your face, uh, sitting on the on the couch. Uh, Winnegar, I guess you you don't even need a karaoke machine. You're a, you're a one man walking karaoke machine. Uh, and uh, so it's Road then that that hears the knock on the door that probably makes you like jump three feet in the air. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're startled by a, a heavy a heavy knock uh, on the uh, the door to the room. Who is it? <laughs> what was that? She's, she's pretending she's someone else. She put oh, on a fake okay. voice, obviously. <laughs> Sorry to call you out, Rhodes. Uh, <laughs> hey, let me just get the door. <laughs> I love you. Vinegar just stares at Road. like, are you okay? Are you having a stroke? Like, uh, is there something I was wrong? The best with part. You? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, so you you sort of make a sound that is words, road, and um, there's a there's a. I guess let's let's have you roll. I think I want to see if the person outside recognizes you or not. Um, make a. <laughs> I think it's deception, deception or performance, which whichever. Either one is a valid a attempt. It, yeah, deception it is. Okay, all right, you got a ten. Let's let's see. Uh, we'll just use the regular the regular stat block for this type of uh, of a person. Uh, let's see what they've got. Uh, I think that's all right. They got a minus two. 
to, to, to notice this. Let's see if they're tricked by your excellent acting. Uh, no, I got a 12. Uh, they are not. Uh, so <laughs> you hear uh, a familiar a familiar voice. Uh, it is the voice of the manager uh, outside. Uh, and you, you hear him grumble. Uh, and he's like, oh, what's going on in here? Uh, and he just opens the door. Uh, and he, he, looks, he looks inside and he, he sees the three of you. Uh, and, uh, and he says, uh, mm, didn't see you come in. We got to talk. And he like, squeezes through the door. And he's still got his like maid outfit on, of course. Um, cause he's like, always wears his uniform. He's a consummate professional. And he, yeah, he squeezes through the mostly human sized door and with one hand just closes the door behind him. Uh, and he, uh, he says, uh, where the hell have you three been? Well, it was a really exciting story for me. Um, you might want to have a seat. This one might take a while. It starts with a very peculiar pigeon and a not-so-big bagel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you just launch no into the whole... You. Yeah, no one stops you. Like, Dr- Dregs just kind of gives you a, an eye, right? Raises one big ogre eyebrow and stares at you. Uh, and unless Tack or, or Road interrupt you, yeah, no, they, they no, you're allowed. Is still to pouting after the incident with Dregs last time. So <laughs> Tack absolutely like, believes that Dregs needs to hear this story. Okay, all right, good, good. So we we get the kind of like this is the thing where we get the the diagonal wipe, and the only thing that changes is the hands on the clock like have moved <laughs> several hours between shots. And yeah, it cuts to like me wearing a cape at one point. And then, <laughs> right. uh, so we get this, comes- we get this a few times, right? The, the window outside, it's like obviously becomes nighttime and it becomes day again. <laughs> it's good. This is a nice, nice gag. I like it. Uh, and then you knocked on the door and said, Hey, <laughs> Hey guys, we need to talk. <laughs> and yeah, the, the reaction shot is of Dreg's face with the little like made hat. And the and the big like round blush circles, and he he just blinks his big fake eyelashes a couple of times, and he looks at Road, he looks at Tack, he looks back at you, and he says, "I'm sorry I asked." Uh, you want to hear? You want to jump in on this song with me? Shakes his head and he says, uh, "No, I I wanted to talk to the three of you about." There were some people hanging around outside, hassling some of the other maids. They were looking for you. I think they gave up. You know anything about that? (laughs) Do you want to make a deception check there, Tack, with that shaking of the head? Or are you just trying to not be like... That was TK. I imagine Tack is passed out, surrounded (laughs) by... Exponentially more cake pans. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Cool. Yeah. What did you, they look like? Uh, and he uh, he says, um, mm, humans mostly. Oh, dress like regular folks. Not from around here. I think everybody around here is either rich or depressing. <sighs> These, hey, we're coming from a different district. Uh, they were wearing armbands, blue ones with an eye on them. Oh! First, I thought they wanted money, but then they started asking about the three of you, about Torgor. Mm. 
Well, um, and then he looks back at Rhodes. Um, I think that any more knowledge about that particular subject after this point may be considered by some to be classified, and I would need permission to tell you about it. So you want to you wanna basically just be like, yo, this is above your pay grade, Dregs, get back to work. Let the secret operatives do the secret operative business. Okay. All right. All right. Make a uh, make a persuade make a persuade check. This is a we're not friends check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is a need to know basis, and you, my ogre friend, do not need to know. Okay. Uh, let's see how easy he is to push around today. Uh, let's grab. He called me tentacles. We're never gonna be friends. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. He did. I forgot. Yes, I did not. <laughs> that's good. It's it's good that you didn't. It's important to remember these things when people cross. I, you. I wrote drag and then very large, just mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know that Road has a burn book going. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. All right. He got a he got a ten. So wow. Yeah, I think there's a moment where, like like Ralph Wiggum, you can see his heart break. Uh, and he he kind of like, <clears throat> and he he just buries it. He just buries it under under his his big ogre feelings. Uh, and he says, uh, oh, "Fine, fine business. Then I understand. I'll just run the cafe." Keep making us money. Just move around at random whenever you tell me to. I'm part of this conspiracy too, you know. <laughs> and he's like mumbles and he turns to leave uh, and then he stops and he says, oh yeah, this came for you. And he reaches into his apron, his frilly apron, and he, he pulls out uh, an envelope and uh, he pointedly hands it to Winnegar while looking at Rode. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. The order of operation here. And he, yeah, and he just like shakes his head and turns. And, and before he goes, I say, talking. let me know if you need anything, okay? <laughs> yeah, he continues grumbling until you can no longer hear him grumbling in the distance. Oh, man. Uh, you guys want to open this baby up? Is it sealed or is it like one of those string things? It's definitely, uh, it's definitely one of the string things for oh, sure. Okay. So you got to do like a, oh, this guy did a figure eight on it. <laughs> yeah. That's the correct way you do it. Even I get some people that like to wind. This mm -hmm. guy's a figure eighter. Okay. <laughs> I always found that the string envelopes really build the tension of what's inside. You know, if it's like <laughs> just got the little metal clasps, that's much easier to open the string when you have to unwrap it and you, yeah. can, you can, you know, you they can really were, get tense. They were made about. by a man who really loves Christmas. That's uh -huh. really what it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pour it at his desk. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I open it up and pull out whatever documents are inside. Put it on the coffee table right in front of all of us. Okay, all right. Uh, so inside the uh, inside the envelope, uh, there is a uh, a couple of uh, pieces of paper. Um, one of which is, I wonder. Not to digress too hard, but I wonder if cameras are a thing. They must be. Like the is it must have some kind of like. Um, like early, like silver paper, like daguerreotype kind of like yeah. magic camera, because cameras, like early cameras, you you had to have something that like made a bright flash and like a loud boom, and there was smoke, and that seems to me like a thing that 
the Is It League would well, have like, invented. Pinhole cameras. Pinhole cameras exist. I mean, yeah. that wouldn't have been hard to replicate. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, definitely think. laser guns in their arms. Right, I mean, yeah, flamethrowers yeah. and stuff. So I think, yeah. yeah, I think it's reasonable that this this setting has uh, old-timey Magitech like, cameras of some some variety. Concerning. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, eight by yeah. ten format, you pull the sheet over your head and you pull this dark slide out. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so there is there is a, a photograph, um, and it's uh, it looks like the kind of like it looks like an official sort of photograph, um, like one you would take to uh, to hang up in a a hall of like employees of the month kind of thing. Like it's a single person. Uh, he is uh, he's human. He has big mutton chop sideburns. And uh, long official-looking robes with a um, uh, like a sash uh, around his neck, and some kind of like hat, some kind of funny like tall sort of cube-shaped hat with little dangly things on the sides. Um, if you want to, uh, you can make a make a religion check. Um, we're going to use, since there's no religions in this, we're going to use religion as a stand-in for like guild info, uh, oh. knowledge for the characters. Um, so make a, yeah, make a, a religion check, make a guilds check. I wonder if I can just change the skill on your character sheet. I bet I can. Anyway, I'll make a note to do that later. Uh, okay. All right. So you got 11. Uh, Winnegar, did you want to make one too? Yeah, I did. I think I'm waiting for. Uh, okay, so you you click the but there it is. There's your dice. Yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> oh, Let me tell no. you about religion, guys. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Okay. Fantastic. So yeah, you definitely don't. He just has a funny hat and like a fun some fun pajamas. Um, but uh, you recognize uh, Road. You recognize the the outfit. Um. This uh, this guy is like a sort of medium level member of the Azoria Senate. Um, I think that he's some kind of like a solicitor, um, and uh, yeah, and he seems based on the the particular shape of his hat and his his sash. Um, yeah, you would you would guess that he's somebody. Like relatively important. Uh, he's not a law mage or uh, or anybody that does like street level stuff, but he's a functionary. Uh, and judging by the expression on his face, he thinks he's pretty hot shit. Um, so there's this this official portrait uh, of this guy. That's the first the, the silver silver gelatin like print is the first page. Um, and then the second uh, the second piece of information you have is uh, a. Um, a note, essentially written, um, probably not by the Rose uh, herself, but by an assistant or something. You've seen this this handwriting before, um, detailing the the name and uh, function of this this person. So uh, this guy's name is Zlatek Zlatek Ironclad. Uh, he is a uh, a member of the Azorius Senate. Uh, he is a uh, he's an advisor, um, and he is a uh, you can see like like where where he went to school and like what district he lives in. Basically, like personnel information about him, um, and uh, and then at the bottom uh, of this uh, this information, this this sort of dossier uh, is uh, a note 
and this is written in a different handwriting. Uh, and uh, it says, um, Advisor Ironclad's name was on the list. He's where I want you to start. Find out more. And then there's a little like stamp in the shape of a rose. I need a stamp. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's very official looking. Oh, guys, next mission, next mission song. We should have a song. Why don't we have a next mission song, guys? <laughs> How about you work shop with Porgor and then get back to me about that? Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, it could be a group thing too, guys. We could all yeah. point on some lyrics. I'll wake Tack up and, and we'll see what they say. Hey, uh. Hey, Tack. Tack, of course, wakes with the typical violence of a toddler. Yeah, is a Tack, Tack, honey, wake up. <laughs> we're, wake up, we're at grandma's. Like breaks <laughs> breaks a cake plate in half, his two knives, <laughs> ready. <laughs> and then looks around and is like, oh, man, did I miss the cape? Oh, that was the best part. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what, what? Winnegar's hoping to make a theme song and i can't i can't carry a tune to save my life um so i was hoping that maybe we'll kill him you would have wait what no <laughs> all right i was thinking i was thinking more like you know what's my mission again what's my mission again something like that <laughs> just like you know <laughs> i'll take this guy out it was a friday night <laughs> What? No? Okay. Oh, I'll go back to the, There's no judgment in, in brainstorming, okay? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Hey, but also, we got to find out about this guy. Check out his cool hat. You think I would look cool in a hat like this? Uh, Tack holds the picture up and, like, looks at Winnegar and looks at the dude in the hat. It's just like, nah, man. Really? Okay. Nah, you got too good of a head. Oh! We got, like, yeah, a you're right. Head under there. So is this a kill order? Is this <laughs> is it? A what? It looks it looks to you like a surveil order. Um, okay, I, nah, that's I, fine. No, okay. we have to get information on this guy. <laughs> I mean, we could. Where better to get information than a eulogy? <laughs> so here's how we find out about him: we kill him, and then we see what everybody says about his yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, we'll just and then see like who that. writes obituary. Oh, no, now that I'm saying it out loud, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. I've had a lot of shortcakes, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we can just like, let's see. Uh, is there anything about like the guy's location and that yes. type of stuff? Like, yeah, okay. yeah. You definitely, you absolutely have like a, an address. Um, Zlatek, Zlatek Ironclad lives in an apartment complex uh, in, uh, in District 1. Uh, where uh, a bunch of other uh, like Azorius Senate uh, functionaries live. Um, Ooh, that sounds like a lot of cops. Yeah, pre precinct. Yeah, it. precinct one is like right. It's like very. It's very central. Um, and there's a whole bunch of like kind of significant buildings and stuff there. Uh, it's where does a, it's my sister live? Um, probably your sister moves, uh, moves around, but it would be reasonable to assume that she spends much of her time in, uh, in, uh, precinct one. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's not like any of us know cops, so that's going to be hard. 
Yeah, I don't know any cops. <laughs> I know some robbers. Yeah, like I know a ton of people who've killed like people, but oh, what if we killed some people and then we got arrested and then we break out of jail? Then we're in that precinct. Wait, then we break out? Oh, then we're in. Oh, okay, I got yeah, it. Yeah, get it? Yeah, no, that's a pretty good one. Or we can pretend that we're gelato repairmen and we're there at the precinct to repair the gelato machine. What's gelato? Um, it's like an ice cream, but it's a little bit better. <laughs> better than ice cream. <laughs> I want to look at the menu list. <laughs> gelato. It's like ice cream, but a little bit better. Just a little, though. Not like a lot better. Just marginally. It's oh. like sorbet, but twice as good. I don't. It's complicated. There's a spectrum. <laughs> Tack is going to immediately drop the mission in their mind and look at the menu and see what they can order on roads tags. So they are listening. They're just not talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just love the idea that that Winnegar thought that a priest <laughs> would have a gelato machine. <laughs> it just like rolled out of your mouth. I could see. Yeah, it. I don't know what. You- you didn't believe it as you were saying. Oh no, I was like, oh. one I was one hundred percent waiting for someone to stop me from talking. <laughs> yeah. So we're like trying to formulate ideas, I guess, while uh yeah. Rhodes is silently like thinking to herself about something. I don't know. <laughs> so the the description the description I can give you here that every the thing the thing that everybody knows about precinct one and and maybe like I think you've all had the opportunity to to visit it before whether you uh, chose to or not. Uh, Road, you obviously have connections here. I think it's reasonable to say that your your sister lives there now. Um, but yeah, the the grandeur of precinct one is the heart of Ravnica's civilization. Visitors come to gawk at the impressive architecture and rub shoulders with the rich and powerful. Immaculately maintained avenues and manicured gardens create an impression of order, civility, and high culture. During the day, the streets are filled with tourists, government officials, diplomats, wealthy merchants, and financiers. At night, most of Precinct 1 is quiet, with a few lit carriages drawn by constructs and well-groomed beasts, making their way to exclusive nightclubs and restaurants. It's the fancy part of town. We just go be tourists. You guys want to be tourists? Yeah. I feel like that doesn't get us in to places. We have to like play it up. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm like some type of rich billionaire fisherman or something. Maybe <laughs> I made all my money. And uh, are you trying fish. to get, are you trying to get suggestions from the audience? And you heard somebody uh, say billionaire and somebody said fisherman. <laughs> I bet he's just yeah. like looking at the back of like Forrest, the Forrest Gump VHS. It's just like, <laughs> right. Yes. Maybe I made my way through Vietnam and became, <laughs> listen, if anybody is the Forrest Gump of this group, it's Winnegar. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> I've been invested in these app, this Apple company and, uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like the best way would be if we're like upper we we wanna like schmooze them and hobnob like as equals. We don't want them to look down on us. So I think we we have to go big. You're thinking espionage. Yeah, by killing a lot of people. No, not killing (laughs) nose. Tech, what are you talking about? Man, I don't know. You just lost me. (laughs) I just thought I'd improvise with I don't know. I'm just only good at one thing, okay? Tax meter goes from subterfuge to terrorism very quickly. So, (laughs) what do you guys think about? I don't know. Sarin gas. Can we just can we work that into the plan? 
so yeah, like I mean, I think it's I think it's reasonable to um, like you're you're f- free citizens of uh, of of Ravnica, so you have you have the right to to go uh, where you please in public spaces. Um, but yeah, it certainly wouldn't give you access to uh, a person like Zlatek's uh, social echelons, right? Uh, if you want to be able to surveil this person uh, above and beyond, like following him in the street, uh, then yeah, it might work to have like a, a cover. Do you guys know anyone who's like super duper rich? Or like a super duper cop. Or like a super duper cop. Or a time cop. I know. <laughs> no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> just like dangle some keys. Yeah. Hey. I just thought about time travel because that would be, that would help too. Yeah, but like. Right? <laughs> I yeah, know. I know. Yeah, I know. I Yeah, yeah. No, I. Well, now that you put it that way, it actually seems like a pretty decent investment because it's like any time that we spend research. Okay, so hang on. So this, does this yeah, mean exactly. then that Winnegar, your new that. your new plan to kill Jace Bellerin <laughs> is to create some kind of mechanical man and send him back in time to kill Sarah Bellerin before Jace is even born? Perfect. Yes. Good. Fantastic. I'm into it. <laughs> hey, Janelle, how's Wolfie? It seems... It seems super convoluted when you say it like that, actually. It seems like there's a lot that could go wrong with the paradox. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. But the miniseries will be great. You should watch it. Oh, man. Walk your past season one. <laughs> oh, Bill Paxton was awesome. <laughs> R.I.P. How do you guys have been Road. for this? I, 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 I can't. I haven't even been able to get caught up. I, please not <laughs> That's the beauty of time travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time travel pays for itself. Anyways. Uh, time travel? What? Well, we're doing time traveling now? Is that? No, I don't think we have the time for that. Better idea. <laughs> what? Better idea. Let's find our friend, the necromancer, and he'll raise a cop from the dead. Oh. And this cop will kill a bunch of people. And we'll see. No, he's not. Just stop there. You had a good idea. Okay, all right. So Listen, rewind it back. All right. So you had a good idea, and then you put death on it, and it just it just doesn't work. Okay, so so the plan now the plan now is to find the body of an Azorius like arrestor, and then bring them back to life, and then what? Where where were we going from that? And then let them kill people as a distraction, and then we'll sneak in. No, no, no. We'll be stopping him from killing someone. (laughs) I think we need to find a cop named Bernie uh, and just have a long weekend with him. Uh, (laughs) Get some sunglasses. This is getting silly. We need to. (laughs) Yeah, it's getting. I don't know how. I feel like someone just needs to stop me. (laughs) Okay, let's. Usually, this is what happens when. This is. Yeah. I tried once. This is what happens when Torgor isn't around to just yeah. put his big hand on your face and just yeah, exactly. sit down, Winninger. It's just Rode with her two impossible children. <laughs> it's true. Welcome back to Rode and her two impossible children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today mm-hmm. we'll be trying to agree on a strategy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not even imp- <laughs> What are we doing? That is a great question. That is a fantastic okay. question. I would love to know that. <laughs> We could invent a time machine. I feel like time machines off the table, just as an option. I think it's just not. I'm just going to the ones we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could, we could, uh, no time machine, so we could raise a cop from the dead, 
and, and, and let them kill people as a distraction. Uh, we can find a cop named Bernie. Uh, or we can talk to my sister. Oh. Who's your sister? Who's your sister? What did you want? A very big cop? A super cop? <laughs> <laughs> no, your sister. Yeah, no, she's one of those. Yeah, she's a she's a fucking narc. So like, wait, what? what, do. what? what? <laughs> yeah, is she cool? <laughs> yeah, I no. mean, is she like cool? Is she like cool? Yeah. Am uh, I blinking? <laughs> no, you're not blinking. Oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. what is your let's talk a little bit more about your sister road what is what does she yeah. do in in the in the guild because the senate like runs it runs the it runs the gamut from people who make the laws to people who argue about what the laws mean to uh people who arrest people for breaking the laws um their their whole goal is to create and enforce the legal code uh of uh, of ravnica right to bring bring order to chaos um yeah. So what uh she she's going to belong to one of these one of these three columns, right? She's either part of the okay. so the Sova column, so she would be like a judge or a lawyer, a legal aide, um an advocate, a prosecutor, something like that. Uh she could be part of the Jelen column who write and enact the laws, so bureaucrats, researchers, lobbyists, that kind of thing. Uh, or she's part of the actual police force, part of the Liev column. And those are investigators, officers, law mages, and arresters. So is she a cop, a lawyer, or like a student of the law? No, she's. I think she, that we're both just part in difference of opinion. I missed I missed the beginning of that sentence. Can you give it give it, oh, no, give it to I, me again? Oh no. <laughs> Damn it. I'm gonna be in suspense forever. I do I keep going out? Is this Yeah, you just you just cut out uh, trying to tell me what I need to know. And now I'm just I can't I'm on the edge of my seat. I I guess you can just imagine what I would have said. I think I'm back though. Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, you're back. I'm gonna start the sentence again and I'm gonna go away. Here we go. No. Hang on to your butts, okay. everybody. Alrighty. I do imagine that she is a cop because I think that okay. we are both soldiers sort of trained to be soldiers, but there was a divergence of opinion. Mm, um, okay. That is the point. So is she, I, I envision her being like kind of important, but maybe not like, like a lieutenant or like something like that rather than like a beat cop. Yeah. More important than me. For okay. Sure. sure. Good. <laughs> Good. At the very, at the very least. Okay. Is she a detective? Is she like a precinct, uh, like in a like a leadership role over some other like beat cops? Like what? What do you think, think her main job is? I think detective. Yeah. Sounds right. Yes. Okay. It's good. That's what you want when you're a member of a secret conspiracy. You want a family member whose professional job is yeah. <laughs> finding people who lie about things and arresting them. Okay. Yeah. I like um, it. Yeah. We all saw Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, fair. She's really into minerals. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. So she's part of the Liev column, uh, and she is a uh, an arrester. Uh, okay. So she probably, if this guy is a uh, a lawyer, if this guy's a, a solicitor or a, a, an adjudicator, uh, she would interact with him in the way that 
God, we're getting all law and order. Uh, she she would interact with him in the way that like a um, a detective would with like the prosecutor's office or right. uh, something like that. So yeah, okay, cool. So she might actually know him personally. Okay, cool. So she's certainly an option. Do you want to go and talk to her? <laughs> with oh god yeah and then the second question is do you want to bring vinegar and tack or is this gonna is it gonna be better or worse if you go alone yeah because alone means there's no buffer um mm-hmm. uh, which is not good not usually go very well for us ever uh and then the other option is bringing um tack and vinegar yeah because, like, you bring Tack and Winnegar, and she meets Tack and Winnegar. But if you leave Tack and Winnegar, you leave Tack and Winnegar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's take Tack and Winnegar um, for sure. But we're going to need to... Es- guys, <laughs> we're going to need to establish sort of a cover story. Sort of like a thing that we can oh. say that's not the real thing, but that will still give us the information that we want. Like when you guys told my mom that you met me at the gym. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Lifting weights and feeling great. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> how, how is that? Never mind. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly do the stepper and cardio, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Weirdly, the Is It League's gym is mostly about being electrocuted. To lose weight and to tone muscles. There's a lot of machines where you clamp things onto yourself and then there's just like blinding pain. It's like Kellogg, Dr. Kellogg or whatever. Oh no. I I imagine that they at least have to lift something for arms to carry those big O packs and Mm -hmm. everything, Mm -hmm. like their core. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, what's what's the story gonna be and what do you need to back it up? Um you know, you know your you know your sister pretty well, uh, Road, and she is she's I mean she's in the job she is for a reason. She's nosy, she's pushy, she thinks that she knows exactly how the world is supposed to work. And if you don't fit into her vision of it, then you are an embarrassing failure or a criminal. Uh, she is going to ask a lot of questions, and she is going to try to to pick apart whatever story you tell her. So, luckily, okay. I'm both of those things. <laughs> I feel like I got it covered. Um, we need to meet Zlatek. What? Um, anyone have any uh, ideas that they'd like to throw out? Well, you know your sister pretty well, so I think you have to pick a combination of something that she's a little bit interested in and at the same time doesn't know a lot about. I feel like that's a good way yeah. to build a lie. Yeah, okay. usually when we do these covers, like, we'll, like we're all like, hey, I just got married. This is my husband and my adopted child. Yeah. Wait, yeah. yeah. I mean, Winnegar's a bit old for adoption, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Just I for that gag, gag, you're welcome. Yeah, it's good. That's nice. I'm glad that that's the way that went. <laughs> so maybe one of you, like, needs to talk to him or something. Or... Maybe, Wait, what? Well, we need to, she, she'll need to know why we're seeking Zlatek. 
Um, so yeah, so Zlatek, Zlatek Ironclad is a uh, prosecutor of the Sova column. His job is when the arresters and the law mages bring in criminals, his job is to make sure that they end up in jail. Uh, he is uh, very good at his job and has like a great record for putting criminals away. Uh, he's known for being particularly hard on uh, members of the uh, Rakdos and Gruel uh, guilds. Uh, he he seems to have like a particular hatred for those two, um, but yeah, he's like a rising star of the the fascist underground. Like he just he yeah. loves the law and he loves busting people, yeah. and he's he's very very good at his job, and as a result has uh, a fair amount of influence and uh, and power, uh, and, and then also money. money. He's a rich man. Yeah, he owes us money for planting evidence. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and that's what you want to go in? It, yeah, and if she uncovers it, then she'll rise in the ranks because she uncovered this corruption. Yeah. Oh, so you want to set this guy up, Tech? Why not? I don't know. I it was a surprising idea. I don't know if it's so. I think it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I no, thinking, it's actually I have many facets to my character. Okay, <laughs> it's not just about murder. Well. No, I told, yeah, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. I was just thinking we'd be like law students and we were like looking to intern someplace. That'd be pretty cool. But setting this guy up to go to jail for being a good So, so like you're, you're getting, you're getting a bit ahead of the mission, which is fine. That's how TK works. (laughs) Um, Just right. Just ripping it out there. Yeah, it's great. So right now, right now, the, the, the instructions from the rows are, like get close to this dude and figure out what his connection to the peacock is not have him thrown in jail uh don't ruin yeah. his career yet you oh. may you may yet be get, you may be able to turn him uh right cuz they're they're looking you're looking at ways to get closer to uh to the peacock right he's he's an untouchable target so you're going after his aunt may uh so this guy might okay, be okay. this guy might be somebody that you can you can get at but you need to learn about him first that makes way more sense <laughs> Yeah, if if Tack wants to have interpreted that as ruin this man's life, that's totally your call. <laughs> that's uh, how Tack yeah. interprets everything. Yeah, so like when your mom says, can you go to the grocery store and pick up some milk? <laughs> you hear, can you burn down the grocery store and destroy all cows <laughs> right. everywhere? Got it, okay. <laughs> Good, just just clearing that up. It's important Wait. to be clear. Okay, so what if, what if we tell her that you two want to be interns yeah. And then we, when she figures out that's a lie, then we do the evidence thing. I mean, if she figures out it's a lie. When she figures out that that's a lie, we do the is evidence. It, are you a bad Is your liar? sister, like, super smart? hmm Oh, is she really? Oh, yeah. man, we're totally screwed on this one. Yeah, I thought you'd be the smart one because you're, like... You got oh. classes. Yeah. Oh, you, you missed it. I'm the... <laughs> I, <laughs> disappointing in my own way. Oh, oh. Family, yeah. oh wow. do you want to like yeah. order some no. gelato? Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd you... like to put this off for as long as possible. <laughs> oh, no, we need to do this. this is the <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Mission, mission, mission. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go there. Let's go see your sister and see what's up. All right. Or we can follow the. We can get some trench coats and follow this guy around too. Oh, that's no, no, no. bad in a neighborhood run by cops. You have to put on something else, though. Me? Why? I look pretty fly. No. What? <laughs> Are you doing that? This is the exact slang again. I need. Not- I need wanna. I need wannabe law mage. 
that oh, this one I okay. Yeah, just like put a tie on it. Put like a, put a single tie on it. And so I imagine I, I think and I, I think this I think this this flies with the uh, the way that the Ravnica that Ravnica has established the um the students of and members of like the the court the Azorius court uh they there is like an outfit. Um, so if you are, if you're a lawyer or, uh, an assistant to a lawyer or whatever, it's like fancy hats, maybe powdered wigs, uh, robes, like there's definitely an outfit, uh, that, that you could wear that would help you look more like you belong to the legal apparatus of Ravnica. Um, right now, Winnegar looks like an, is it league, uh, experimenter for sure. You've got, yeah, I want to put on the exact outfit, but perhaps a hefty homage. Uh, yeah, <laughs> or we can just find like you know a place that sells those types of outfits and try to dress up. Yeah, let's go fashion let's montage. Fashion montage. <laughs> okay, so you want to you want to go out and try to go to try to find something to uh, something wear. Now you're not going to find it in this neighborhood because there yeah. are there are no stores in this neighborhood. This neighborhood has only uh, <laughs> yeah depots and bread lines. Um, we, so, which is actually my new favorite role playing game. Welcome to depots and bread lines. Uh, I will be commissar. I'll be your commissar master for the evening. Uh, everybody, get in line and roll to suffer. Um, so yeah, you'll have to you'll have to go somewhere else. But the the um, district uh, that you're headed to, uh, precinct one, is enormous and has lots of uh, places that that cater to. Um, to folks uh, who work and, and live there. So if you're looking for appropriate clothes, you might find it uh, somewhere along the, the guild promenade. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. Cool, all right. So we, uh, we, we cross, crossfade to uh, a very different uh, part of Ravnica. Um, this place is, uh, as I mentioned before, like upscale and uh, well-kept and beautiful in a very particular way. Uh, the streets are clean. Uh, everyone is uh, looking nice, dressed well. Uh, you do see occasionally the the sort of like you see a tourist. Uh, you know, maybe we we catch like uh, a family of of goblins, and uh, goblin dad is like taking pictures of the the family posing in front of various statues and stuff. He's got a little Hawaiian <laughs> shirt on, um, and uh, yeah. But for the most part. Uh, you have entered a much more uh, upscale neighborhood than you were in before. Uh, the environment here is kept clean both by uh, labor and by magic. Uh, and so the sky is a lighter shade of gray with a little bit of blue poking through. And, um, you know, you can see uh, Selesnian uh, gardens along the side of the road. And you're, on, you're walking down like a, a big sort of footpath uh, with gardens and uh, little shops and cafes on either side. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I, I think that, you know, you're not looking particularly like grimy right now. Uh, you had some time to like clean up, so you don't stick out too bad. Um, but yeah, there are boutiques and, and shops around, uh, around here. And I think, I don't know, Road, like how much time have you spent in, in precinct one? Like, I, we don't know too much about your, your life before, was there ever a time where you considered joining the Azorius Senate? Because that's think that's so. what your family wanted for you, right? It was like you and yeah. you and Triska both were going to be like big famous lawyer types or whatever. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> big whoops. Yeah. So I think there was definitely like a courting period uh, with that, where I sort of spent a lot of my time with other potentials, and I spent a lot of time here. 
Mm. Um, sort of being like, I think a little like drunk all the time and just like wearing very nice clothes. Yeah. Um, for and then when I realized it was kind of a bit more than that, and there were rules that had to be followed, I was like, oh, cool. Okay, so you know, you know of a shop in Plaza South. Uh, where maybe at one point you were like fitted for uh, like essentially like graduation robes. Uh, you and you and Triska and Triska was so excited. Like this was such like such a big day for her. She was really excited that you were both you know gonna go and like attend law school together or whatever. And so uh, yeah, she she you both got like fitted and you never went back. You never went back to collect the the uh, the robes that were made for you, but you remember this this shop uh, in Plaza South. And so, when you lead the the other players there, uh, the other characters, are you doing it consciously, or do you just like find yourself kind of drawn to this place by accident with some subconscious memory of? Yeah, I think it was like I think I remember shops being this way, mm-hmm. um, and then it's like, oh, I guess this one <laughs> then. Yeah. Oh, but- yeah. Yeah. So you find you the group of you find yourselves outside of uh, a um, a tailor's shop, and in the window there are um, there are a, a dress uh, dress forms. One of which is wearing the um, the same kind of robes that you saw on Zlatek in the in the photograph. These long, beautiful, very expensive looking robes, the fancy hat and and the scarf. It's a little different, but you can tell that this is this is the right place. And then next to it, there's another dress form with a um, an arrester like uniform, um, and uh, there you can see through the through the window behind the the dress rooms. You can see that there are rows of uh, of clothing, and at the back there's a one of those little sort of mirror chambers where you can stand and, and get a fitting done. And uh, it is uh, kind of chilly out, so the door is the door is closed, um, but there is an open sign in the window. Alrighty, there there it is. Have have fun. <laughs> yeah, let's head in. So yeah. feel free, uh, Katie, feel free to, uh, throughout like this scene, uh, and, and at, really at any time while we're kind of focusing on the meeting Triska thing, feel free to interject yes. with like flashbacks if you want to. Like, feel free to, to seize the narrative and be like, okay, hang on. So we flash back to, and I'm feeling and remembering this. Like, I, I would love it if you wanted to do that. You can, you can definitely okay, jump in. On- yeah, if you think of anything. Um, okay. Because you haven't been here in years, and the last time you were here, you were very literally a different person, right? Your sister yeah. went on to become a detective, and you went on to become a jellyfish. So, yep. Very, very different. Yeah. Oh, okay. At least it's not recognizable. Yeah. So you that. you come in. You uh, you go inside. Uh, who is the who is the first person into the shop? I'll go in first. Yeah, whenever you go in first. Okay, all right. Yeah, so you you open the door and uh, there is a uh, a jingling of a metal bell uh, above the door as it's tapped by the door when it opens. And uh, you can see there are there are a few people in here. It's a little boutique, so there's not like a bunch of people like shopping around. But at the back, you can see that on the little platform, uh, there is a human uh, woman and she's being fitted for uh, like measured for a gown or something by a uh, an older uh, Vidalkin uh, man who's wearing a, an apron uh, with a bunch of like uh, measuring tapes and uh, chalk and, and what have you. And he's currently um, uh, like, yeah, measuring her for a, for a gown. And he, without looking up, uh, he, uh, he says, um, I'm just finishing up here. I'll be with you in a moment. Feel free to take a look around. 
okay, thanks. Take a, uh, Winnegar goes to wherever the, I guess it would probably be in the back, but like the clearance rack. <laughs> oh, honey, there's no clearance rack in this district. Oh, this, this precinct is, is like... a no clearance type. This is all bespoke, like made custom for people. Oh, it's like, all custom. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You gotta have your you gotta have your rubs made by somebody. There's gotta no have it made for me. Okay, yeah. yeah this is like roads. Yeah, this is a classy joint. Every every joint that we're going to go to is going to feel like a classy one. Yeah, I've never been fitted for things before. I just, feel like a king. <laughs> you just have to stand still. That's that's it. Oh, really? But how yeah. does he know when my knee does this? And then he like picks up his knee. He's like, <laughs> how is he supposed to measure that? Because my leg gets longer when I lift it up. <laughs> right? Do you no? want to pick a hat? <laughs> hey, look, some hats. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you- Those hats are awesome. So you've distracted Winnegar with hats. Uh, Tack, what are you? What are you doing? Are you? Did you come inside? Are you looking around? Like, I mean, all the racks are. This is not a place that was necessarily made for for goblins particularly. So a lot of the racks are like kind of too high for you. Um, That's cool. <laughs> but it's also easy for you to disappear amongst the the various dangling. I do, uh, legs. I do love disappearing. Um, unfortunately, I believe Road had the forethought not to allow me to walk around without some manner of backpack leash. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh no! So it's just attached to my little um, uh, <laughs> am I what it, my Golgari coveralls. Mm-hmm. Oh no! So I'm just kind of looking around, like. Oh. All right. Feels wrong. Uh, just like <laughs> looking around. Uh, I think we've said that. Are there goblins in the Azorius? There's yes. Every I mean, every guild is. Uh, the the idea is that Ravnica is very cosmopolitan. And there's no guild that's like this okay. kind of person isn't allowed or that kind of person is allowed. There's actually very very little uh, of that particular kind of discrimination between yeah, people. It's way more. It's way more about the guild you belong to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, that's, that's the thing. Like probably stuff in my size. Like like, very, very explicitly Ravnica doesn't really have like fantasy racism. It has like, you're in the wrong guild and I hate you for that. Cause that's the thing you chose. It has classes. Classism instead. Yeah. Yeah, No, I understand. Um, so even though the, the structure is built for, for taller bipedal creatures. Yeah. There would um, be like stools and stuff, right? Like, yeah. Tackle, tackle wander as close as the leash will allow them to Mm -hmm. the, to the goblin side. I, I almost immediately give Winnegar the leash. <laughs> it's also important that I pawn that off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what am You're I doing with... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so this, this place isn't so much like a clothing store. So the things that are hanging on the racks are f- like different kinds of fabric and like examples of like, if you are making a, a scholar's scarf, choose from one of these 16 different colors that are all supposedly different but they all just look ivory to you um so there's yeah it's that it's more like samples of uh, of these things winnegar wants to try to tell the difference to figure out what fabric would probably be the cheapest mm. uh for you're doing him. some some bargain bargain hunting because yeah. you're making a disguise right that, yeah that muslin yeah. suit mm-hmm <laughs> Okay, yeah, we have these fine burlap robes for you, <laughs> sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do 
Do you have anything that a potato might have been in, <laughs> sir? Yeah. Imagine I was a lawyer, but also a bag of potatoes. potatoes. What would you dress a potato lawyer in? Hmm. Um, I mean, somebody's got to be an expert in potato law. This is just a brown paper <laughs> sack with armholes. <laughs> with a lawyer written on the side of it. Yeah, perfect. Um, so, so yeah, I think uh, I think that it's it's fine. It's fine. You guys are, are browsing a little bit until uh, until the the proprietor, uh, this this older Vidalkin uh, man, uh, comes to uh, comes to see you. Now, Road, a couple of questions for you. When was the last time you saw this guy? Like, how long ago was it? Because you're an elf, and Ravnica has been around for ten thousand years. So, like, oh Jesus, it could be a while. Uh, how long? How long ago did your sister graduate from? Zazorius Police Academy. I'd probably say eight or nine years. Not not actually that so long. So not actually that long. Okay. So obviously the last time you were here, you were not a jellyfish elf hybrid. No. Um, so there's a chance, because you don't look super, super different, I assume. Right? Not super, super. You're still recognizable to people who might have known you. Um, yes. Okay. But I've still got the Audrey Hepburn look on. Right. Okay. You've attempted to disguise yourself as <laughs> guy incognito. Um, as, and then the other question, uh, the other question I have is, is, is road the name that you used when you were, uh, still m- merely an elf or is, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you have half of your old name and then you added. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so let me let me roll to see if this guy recognizes you. I will give him let's make an opposed roll. Make a make a disguise check. Are you proficient in, in the disguise kit? I don't think you are. Yes, I am. Are you? Sick. Yeah. So you're good at the Audrey Hepper. Nice. So roll roll that with uh with charisma. Uh so okay. roll your, your proficiency and it should prompt you uh, for what stat you want to use. And then I will. Oh, honey, that's a five. Aww. You've never oh honeyed me, and it feels so bad. <laughs> oh, sweet, you sweet baby failure. Okay, let me let me see. Maybe I can fail harder than you. I cannot. I got an eleven. Okay, so he he definitely recognizes you. So he he comes over uh, and he's he's kind of already like ramping into the the sort of customer service talk where he's just like, um, oh, thank you for your patience. I was just. And he, he stops and you see recognition sort of flash over his his blue face. And do you do you say anything or do you let him be like, Road, is that you? Um, no, I just sort of immediately interrupt with, okay, so I think that these two need to be outfitted today. Right. So you want to just try to bypass. And so he, yeah. you, you, you push him off balance a little by, by pressing ahead because normally when you see somebody you recognize, you expect them to recognize you too. Uh, yeah. And he, so he says, um, I, I could swear I know you from somewhere. You, you've been here before. Oh, once or twice a while ago, I, I, I was in with my fist, my sister. She was getting fitted. It was a, oh, yes. Yes, that's right. Little road. I recognize you. I thought so. <laughs> my memory's still good. Uh, I've got a few more years on uh, uh, on you the last time I saw you, but uh, yeah, Detective Triska, I've seen her once or twice since. She checks in every once in a while. 
you um and this is this is where he gives you the like up and down and is he going to be able to tell that your your like your skin is slightly more transparent yeah. than oh, before yeah. and okay <laughs> almost he, he's polite and so you but you've seen this look before right he he looks at you and he he's like oh oh dear Okay, cool. I'm not going to say anything. I'm try I'm polite and I'm not going to make a scene or whatever. I don't want to embarrass this poor person, but I don't necessarily approve of their choices to become a weird simic hybrid, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> and you watch that all happen on his face. And he says, "So you're not here for yourself then. You, your friends did need something? Thank you for thinking of us." Yeah, and- they're What Winnegar, what are you what are you looking for today? Hey, my name's Winnegar. I'm looking for some really cool threads for my um, twin brother. And then he turns at Rhodes and he winks. <laughs> because this guy's going to ask questions like, he hey, sure is. Yeah, you're like you're, you're, you're obviously an engineer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why are, who are you going to pretend to be with these like fabric, with these robes? So uh, he's like, yeah, my brother, uh, my twin brother, he's going to be graduating real soon. And I wanted to get him his uh, fresh new threads for uh, when he goes on job interviews. Oh, yes. A, a gift. Mm. Most people traditionally prefer to come in and have their robes fitted for themselves. But if, if you have a twin sibling, then I, I can't imagine that the measurements are going to be too different. Yeah, I'm just like a little bit stronger than him uh, and a little bit more handsome than him too. Uh, But other than that, like we're exactly the same. Well, thankfully, the robes will be able to cover for any lack of comeliness that your brother has. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, a set of robes for what column? Um, and his eyes get really big. <laughs> and yeah, like and you got a over. you got a zero on your your previous religion yeah. check on this very same thing. Um, he's going to be working with, um, uh, uh, you know, I'm not really familiar with law and all that, but he's going to be working with, uh, prosecutors. I think that's a word. And, uh, (laughs) right. And so he's nodding and, and, uh, he says, well, it's, it's certainly unorthodox, but, uh, as I think, I think we have something appropriate. Um, was that all you, you mentioned there was another, and he looks at the leash and follows the leash with his eyes. Tack, tack where, where does the leash end? Where are you? Yeah. Tack is in like a wallet display. <laughs> like two yellow eyes. Right. So, uh, so they follow, follows the leash along and, and sees that the tack has disappeared into a display. Uh, and then he looks at you, Road, like, please explain to me what the hell's going on. Help me out here. Um, Tag, do you wanna do you wanna come on out? <laughs> you, just, you can hear like a <laughs> from the wallet. It smells great in here. All right, come on. All righty, here we go. <laughs> Coming out of the wallet display. Right back like we're doing it. Slowly crawls out of the wallet display. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, uh, so this this Vidalkin, the proprietor, sees uh, sees Tack and kind of like looks like I was gonna say looks a little surprised, but but like 
he's a Vidalkin. So any any emotion that he's expressing is like a very muted version of the way a human might react. Uh, so it's just like a slight eyebrow raise. Uh, and uh, and he, uh, he says, huh, I haven't fitted a goblin in quite some time. How exciting. It, sure, man. I'm not going to yuck your yum. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, I'm not going to yuck your yum. That's a great saying right there. I like that saying. <laughs> what uh what sort of what sort of uniform do you need, my little uh, friend? Well, I've got like this uh new boyfriend and he's got sort of this weird like thing he's into where he's like <laughs> into law students. So it's our anniversary coming up. <laughs> You're not really sure what a like an extremely uh embarrassed Vidalkin looks like, but you can guess. <laughs> Based on what you're looking at now, uh, he turns a slightly darker shade of blue uh, as he realizes that you're here, uh, not not for not for an official outfit, but for some weird sex thing. Uh, and so he uh, he says, um, "Well, uh, Ravnica takes all kinds, and and who am I to turn away good business? Of course, uh, please, uh, the, this this way. <laughs> Do you have anything that like?" comes away in the back because like oh no I don't need God. buttons yeah. no. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like could you make this but like make it with snaps all down the side <laughs> just cool it's like I need this but I need like the Spencer's gift version. yeah you need you need the magic mic version of this outfit I think the hot also, cops it's cheaper and tech has like no money yeah okay I mean that's I don't where tech like mine was going right I was gonna say I don't know that it's cheaper uh, yeah, I don't know that's cheaper necessarily. So basically, we'll treat we'll treat these these two things, and and we'll look at how your uh, we'll look at how your money situation is. And we'll treat them as uh, two sets of finery. Um, I assume, Road, you don't you don't need uh, such a thing. You're just going to operate on the fact that you are your sister's sister, and that I look fine already. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yes. Outfit? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Because your disguise went really, really well the last time that you used it. To, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So let's take a look. Uh two two suits of finery. Just looking through the actually I guess I can just pull it up real twenty. It's probably easier. Uh I think they're twenty-five gold each. Oh. Uh, oh no. Yeah, I don't know. Y'all are kind of poor, I think. Sorry, 20, 25, 25 Zenos a piece. For zero piece. Zenos. Yeah, could I give you nothing instead? No. Uh that's not, I don't think, what I will gladly give you a hamburger Tuesday for money Tuesday. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh, clothing? Clothes. Here we go. Clothes. Fine. Uh, no, I was wrong. It's 15 gold. It's only oh, 15. Okay. okay. I so. Have what if? Oh no. <laughs> do you do you have a proposition for this this tailor? See, I'm just going through like tax list of options. Cooperate was at number one, and it was a very hastily scribbled number one. Mm -hmm. Uh number two is in big bold print. And that is always murder. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it seems like tax friends option is not working out so well. <laughs> so Oh, I need a reason not to kill you. 
So you've been you've been fitted for these these outfits. He's got the the plans drawn up. You're at the desk and he's writing up your your like invoice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, and so for the two of you for the two outfits, it's 30, uh, 30 Zenos. Um, and what did we did, did we start with anything? I'm looking over my sheet. I don't have anything written down. We start with, um, I think we asked and then we got we went into a big thing about making fun of Zenos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we do to. we do have a problem with xenophobia, so we should get over that and figure it out. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Um yeah, you you start with uh your your gear. You get like a regular amount of gear uh and then any like leftover uh, leftover stuff, and then I think there's like a little table that you you roll on for like pocket change. Uh, yeah, uh, so you're starting, not including the roll. I looked it up for is that engineers five gold pieces, five Zenos, five Zenos. <laughs> okay, and how much is starting. this thing? My my mine is fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Okay. And so whatever roll on top of that to be uh, done. I, I think for a Golgari agent, it's like some pocket lint and half a spider. Yeah. So what would I roll on top of that? Um, I'm checking. I don't think you oh. do roll. I think you just get a preset amount of stuff and then some gold for uh, for your background. Oh, gotcha. tax tax hands on the handle of the melon baller. So, oh. I mean, you're this is this is a thing normally you're used to uh here is here is a uh, here is the object and you get the object and you give me some Zenos. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is like high class stuff, right? So you don't get you're getting an invoice, right? And when you come back to collect your oh. your stuff, then oh. you pay it, right? So oh. he's got to take he's got to take some time. It's going to be a couple of days for him to make your outfits. Okay. But here is your bill, right? You can oh, pick nice. it up in in three days, uh-huh. uh, and uh, yeah. We have to sign anything? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Excellent. Are this you is, a Golgari agent? Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. You get 10 gold pieces worth of mixed coins. Yep. Zibs. That's cool. Zenos. Miscellaneous yeah. blood-encrusted stuff. I have no money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have some bottle caps. Yeah. Okay, okay. We can, uh, we can figure this out. Maybe we can uh, hit up Road Sister for uh, a loan or something. Yeah, a loan. <laughs> <laughs> a loan. <laughs> All alone. Anytime you want to jump in here, Rhodes. <laughs> no. Well, so maybe, so maybe what happens here is that the the group of you, we 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 get the exterior shot of the of the street, and everything is all nice. And there's all these people that obviously have money and nice clothes already, and they're walking back and forth. And we see the group of you uh, come out the the door. There's that the faint jingle of the of the store. Come out the door onto the promenade uh, with the the bill of uh, the bill of sale in hand, with the intention to find some money so that you can pay it. But for right now, uh, you have none. And uh, we'll take a break here. You can think on the break about how you maybe want to make 15 gold apiece. It's a pittance, really, unless you don't have it. Uh, and then you can, uh, you can figure out how you're going to pay for these outfits. So you can put the outfits on so you can trick Rhodes' sister into introducing you to the target. And then you can begin your mission for real. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. All right. 